This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan. Thanks for tuning us in as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Uh, yesterday, um, Dan Plucker filled in on Rami's show. Uh, and Rami is back uh, today after his birthday weekend. Uh, and I heard at the end of this show at 5.30, I think it was, Plucker, for the first time maybe, uh, suggested that maybe people should tweet at Rami uh, is tweeting happy birthday. That would have been much better had you thought of that at three. No, I should have really just pounded that all day. Would have been great. Yeah, really would have. Uh, And he really would have enjoyed it. I missed a real opportunity there. Yeah, you did. It's okay though. So I want to get into this this poll question that that y'all did uh, a little bit yesterday, and then we'll get into this GM survey that's on ESPN about the upcoming uh, NBA season. So y'all do this poll yesterday, and. It's this, uh, what is it, draft mockery? Is that what they call it, right? Yeah, they call it draft mockery on the show. Draft mockery, right. So they normally it's Rami, Sam, and Tim Allen. Well, Tim couldn't do it yesterday, and Rami was off. So Rami didn't want to do it on his day off. And apparently Sam was trying to get a hold of Rami, and Rami had his phone turned off or something. Did he ever respond to Sam? Like, do we know if Rami's alive? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I never I never got feedback from Sam about that either. So. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll be hosting Robbie's show today, too. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Barry, start getting that rundown together. Uh, so they did a draft where they drafted Packer wide receivers. So Sam Schmitz, and the poll question uh, is still up for three more hours at 1250 AM, the fan, if you want to go to it. Um, Sam Schmitz had the number one overall pick and took Devontae Adams. Then Plucker took Donald Driver. Evan Heffelfinger took Sterling Sharp. Now, um, that wasn't horrible, necessarily. Then we get to the second round. Schmitz comes back with Jordy Nelson. Now, again, I think when you do this type of stuff, and I've done it once with those guys, you have to remember what you're dealing with on Twitter. I think the Twitter demographic is probably younger to middle age, right? That that would be my guess. So then it's Driver and James Lofton is the second pick by Plucker. You could have argued Lofton might have been his first pick if we're talking about just how great these guys are. But because of the age in which people are using Twitter, Driver was probably the smarter pick. Heffelfinger then comes back with Don Hudson. That was a complete waste of a pick. I just I think it was a complete waste of a pick. I mean, people know who he is, but people didn't see him play or anything like that. People are going to vote for the jerseys that they have in their in their closet more than likely. 
So then Schmitz comes back, Sam Schmitz comes back with Antonio Freeman, Greg Jennings to Plucker, Randall Cobb to, to Evan. Now, the Cobb pick, does he come up in the top 12 receivers of all time? Absolutely not. But playing off of what he did on Sunday, playing off people had the Cobb jerseys. Okay, fine. Then Sam comes back, another fan favorite, James Jones. Plucker comes back with Robert Brooks. Uh, and then Heffelfinger, and I wasn't listening, takes Jake Kumro. Would you please like to explain this one to me? Uh, he did it as a joke. He It wasn't serious. So he like, thought he lost, so he just took Kumro? He didn't think he lost. I think he was trying to gain the, the meme vote, is how he would probably put it. Where like people will see Jay Kumaro and laugh and vote. Okay, for him. so I have not voted on this thing yet, right? Okay. As you can see, it's still up. Yeah, it's I, still there. I retweeted it uh, earlier, but I I've never voted for it. Now, when I look at this, um, I'm a big Lofton guy. I love Sterling Sharp when he played, and then after that, kind of uh, horse apiece. But if I was voting on this, and I will, I would vote for Sam Devonte, Jordy, Freeman, James Jones. For a couple of reasons. One, uh, Jennings was kind of anti-Packers, anti-Rodgers there for a while, so that kind of rubs me the wrong way. This whole Robert Brooks stuff. Um, I was afraid that was going to hurt me. The, the Robert Brooks thing and the Leroy thing and all of that. And again, they were both celebrated by the Packer Hall of Fame and all of that. Um, so that 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 whole thing kind of drives me nuts too. Um, so I can't do I can't do Plucker, even though I love Lofton. Uh, Halffelfinger, Sterling Shaw, big fan. Like I said, Hudson, nobody knows Hudson uh, for the most part. Never saw him play. Uh, Randall Cobb, yeah. And Kumaro, absolutely not. So for me, by default, it's got to be Sam Schmitz. And I look, I don't know if you've looked at these results lately. These results say that I am 1,000% correct. <laughs> Sam has 69% of the vote. Plucker has 15% of the vote. Evan has 15% of the vote. So there you go. Yeah, I think the Jennings pick did Jen, buddy. I, I think that was it. When you did, when you made that pick on the air, I was like, "Well, there goes Jen." There, That's the there are going to be some people that still like Jennings, though. There might be a. There's couple more that of, don't that yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, that kind of worked. I didn't, I didn't you. know where James else to go Jones, from there. It, James like, Jones would have been the better pick. Well, James Jones went before I could have picked Greg Jennings. I think. I thought he went the next uh, round. Maybe he'd go the next round. I don't know. I was trying to to scheme it out right, but but you're right. I think my first two picks were pretty yeah, solid. because he went Antonio Freeman with his third pick, Sam did, and then you went Jennings. He took James Jones with his last pick. See, but I just Jones think, was there. Uh, Jennings was such a I was I was thinking more of Cobb would have been a better ball player. Yeah, like play like Jennings was a better football player than James Jones. Like let's not kid ourselves. Oh, for sure, but. That's not the way people are going to vote. No, they're voting for popularity. Yeah, exactly. What you have to understand is when you do these draft mockeries with Rami and Tim, you can't think like how you would think. That's where McAlvey got screwed up on his little candy thing. Right. He went with what his top ones are. What he should have done was, okay, I'm, if you truly want to win those things, See, you got to think of the popular vote. Like, who, regardless if you like it or not. You have to think of the popular vote. You can't be Agreed. having candy corn in a candy but contest. McCalvey played that so perfectly. I, I I disagree. He didn't care about the vote or winning. You know how many people were hitting him up, asking him questions about all of his candy preferences out after that? Right. The microwave Skittles. Yes. All this stuff. Gave him all a the ton of notoriety. Yes. Got. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So he played that very well. And, Good he, for Adam and he deserves it. I've told him before, like... You should have like a candy of the week on your Twitter account at Brewers Games. I mean, you're eating candy in the press box anyhow. Just tweet out what the candy of the week is. He did it once and got a, a bunch of feedback on it. I'm telling you, the man is brilliant when it comes to candy and melting candy and all that stuff. Okay, so we're going to talk with Dave Gasper, uh, reviewing the brew, uh, coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, nobody is more excited uh, or probably no more nervous as Dave Gasper is right now about his boy, Corbin Burns. Uh, possibly uh, at, you know, winning the NL Cy Young at this point. And I figured I'd bring Dave Gasper on to give him a chance to kind of be his campaign manager for Corbin Burns. Because if you haven't followed Gasper before in reviewing the brew, and I've been on his podcast uh, and had a good time with it, he is the president of the Corbin Burns fan club. This goes back like three, four years. So this isn't something that just started. Even when Corbin Burns was horrible, he was still supporting Corbin Burns. So we'll talk about that, and we'll get his thoughts on the Brewers and Braves Divisional Round Series uh, coming up starting on Friday, 3.37 first pitch on Friday, 4.07 first pitch, I believe it is, on Saturday, day off, and then they go to Atlanta for Monday and Tuesday. I'm the Braves. I'm bad. And how did I get how did I get screwed up and not getting a weekend game? Like not one. I get two weeknight games, uh, and he they get 
two weekend games. I mean, I guess that's the advantage of being the home team. So, I mean, that's another thing that works against you if you're the lower seed uh, like the Braves. I saw this tweet earlier, um, and I saved it. It wasn't tweeted at the fan or anything like that, but I thought it was an interesting take, and I wanted to read this. Uh, The Twitter account is Elizabeth and Ryan. That's the Twitter account. And this is the tweet. Has anyone started the petition for an honorary rename of 6th Street in Milwaukee around uh, the Pfizer Forum to Bucks in 6th Street uh, or for the culture way? Just wondering, who do I need to talk to at Bucks? I love Bucks in 6th Street. Like, I'm in. For the culture is fine too, I guess. But I, I, I like, for me, Bucks in 6th Street uh, that would be, I'm all for that. Like that's I, a moneymaker. Yeah. Don't you do that? That's what you got to do. And then you sell like the replica signs or whatever people can put up in their houses and in their, their little man cave sports bar areas or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's brilliant. Bucks and sixth street, I, all aboard, all aboard, uh, that bandwagon count me in. I think that's really good. There was a, uh, poll done by ESPN. They do it every year. Uh, to the general managers uh, in the NBA. Uh, and they survey all 30 general managers. Now, I will just say this. I don't know if all 30 general managers actually fill this out or if they give it to the media relations people to fill out or who actually fills this out. Because a lot of times with these surveys, the people that you're trying to survey actually just pass it off to somebody else to fill it out for them and send back the response. So I'm not really sure if they actually all voted uh, or not. But of the 30 general managers uh, that uh, were surveyed, um, and I just, it wasn't from ESPN, it was NBA.com. The Nets received 72% of the votes to win the title, putting them ahead of the Lakers with 17% and the defending champion Bucks with 10%. Three teams in the NBA got votes for this thing. Three. Three teams. The Nets and Bucks, not surprisingly, also dominated the voting in the Eastern Conference, finishing first and second respectively, and were followed by the Heat. Fine. Sixers, we'll see with the whole Ben Simmons thing. Hawks, Celtics, and Pacers. Likewise, the Lakers were the runaway picks in the West, followed by the Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Warriors, Clippers, Mavericks, and Trailblazers. I don't have a big issue with any of those teams. I will just say that I think maybe Chicago slides in uh, over Indiana. That would be my only thing. You don't think Detroit's going to make it, do you, Plucker? The playoffs? Probably not. No, they might, they might squeak into the last seed in the tournament. I mean, it's the playing tournament. 10, yeah, the playing yeah. tournament. You know, it's ten. It's yeah. ten teams. Maybe I could see them maybe getting. They were almost there last year. I could they see were. them maybe finding a way, especially if Cade Cunningham is good and healthy. We will find out. We will. It is all about Cade Cunningham. Now we get to the MVP part of this uh, vote amongst general managers. Durant got thirty-seven percent of the vote, compared to thirty-three percent for the Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic. I'm just gonna say this right now: if the Mavericks aren't the two seed. Or the one seed, I guess. If they're not one or two, Luka can't, should not win this thing. Like, Dallas has to be one or two. If Dallas isn't one or two, unless he averages like a triple-double or does something crazy, there's no way he should win this. Other players receiving votes. Giannis, 13%. Joel Embiid, 7%. No way he's winning it. James Harden, 7%. Again, battling your own guy on your own team in Durant. Uh, Steph Curry, 3%. Do you know how many votes LeBron James got to be the MVP this year? Not one. Not one NBA general manager voted for LeBron James to win the MVP award. Not one. That is crazy. Don just edged out Giannis in voting for which player would be the top pick to start a franchise with, getting 43% of the vote uh, to Giannis's 40%. Other players who received votes were Durant, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, uh, and the Joker. Uh, Giannis named the best international player ahead of Luka and the Joker. Uh, Defensive uh, player of the year. Uh, Giannis was named the NBA's best defensive player ahead of reigning defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. So no surprise really there. Uh, Westbrook to Lakers deemed the most surprising move, while Larry Nance Jr. getting traded to Portland was picked as the most underrated one. The Bulls were picked as the team expected to improve the most this season after landing DeMar DeRozan and uh, Lonzo Ball in a sign-and-trade. I do think the Bulls are going to be a playoff team. See if I'm right or wrong, but I think they got every chance to be a playoff team over Indiana 
when this whole thing uh, is said and done. Coming up next, we'll talk with Dave Gasper of Reviewing the Brew next on Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, with you. Dan Plucker, executive producer, like always, was broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. The president of the Corbin Burns Fan Club he is Dave Gasper of Reviewing the Brew. What's going on, Dave? Oh, you know, just uh, getting ready for some uh, some postseason baseball and, and trying to make sure everyone's aware that Corbin Burns needs to win the Cy Young, man. All right, so I'm going to give you this platform, uh, and and you can have at it to tell us why Corbin Burns deserves. Uh, the Cy Young, because I figure there's nobody better that I'm going to find. Adam McKelvey, Tom Argicourt, uh, Sam, Will Salmon, whoever. I mean, I can go to all of them and have them give me their pitch, but nobody loves this man more than you love this man. Um, so I, I come to you, and I, I will give you the platform to have your say as why as Corbin Burns deserves it over some of the other deserving candidates uh, that are up uh, for nomination here. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, so Corbin Burns, he put up essentially one of the best pitching seasons that we have seen in a very long time. I mean, a lot of what he what he's done this year, we haven't seen since Pedro Martinez in 1999 and in 2000. I mean, Burns was at a historic rate uh, throughout the year. He set 45 MLB or franchise records. I got a, I got the whole list of it up on Reviewing the Brew uh, right now. Uh, set so many records, things that we haven't seen before in the history of Major League Baseball uh, and certainly in the history of the franchise. I mean, it, it, he had the lowest on base percentage, lowest slugging, lowest OPS, lowest OPS plus allowed uh, in a single season of franchise history, lowest earned, fewest amount of earned runs, fewest amount of extra base hits, fewest home runs allowed. He only allowed seven home runs all season. The next closest qualified pitcher in the in the National League, gave up 15. Burns gave up seven, less less than half that. I mean, he gave up the fewest amount of base runners by any qualified pitcher this season. I mean, if we're talking about the best pitcher in the league, that's going to be the guy who gives up the fewest amount of base runners, the fewest amount of homers, the fewest amount of runs. That was Burns in every sense of the word legitimately fewest base runners, fewest home runs allowed, fewest runs, lowest ERA, uh, one of the lowest walk rates, highest ERA plus in the league. I mean, it's every single statistical category you look at, Burns is in front. And if that's not the Cy Young, then I don't know what is. How does he lose it? I think the only way that, that he could lose it is if voters are way more focused on either the big names or on the innings. I mean, you look at Walker Bueller, he had 200-plus innings. Uh, Zach Wheeler, 200-plus innings. I mean, Max Scherzer had like 12 more innings, um, so it really wasn't you know that much more. Uh, but Scherzer is 
the big name. I mean, he's got three Cy Youngs to his name already. Um, so, you know, seeing a Max Scherzer, you know, if you're a, a baseball writer, it's like, oh, Max Scherzer, that, that's obviously a Cy Young guy because uh, of what he's done in the past. So it makes it easier for them to vote for him again. So I, I, there could be some voters who look at it that way, who look more at the, uh, at the innings. But I think the sheer dominance of Burns and what he's done this season uh, should sway the minds of a lot of voters and what he has done. So, you know, he, he's a newer name. He's in a smaller market, but he's still he's on, he led a champion or, or a division championship team. Um, and with, with the numbers that he's put up, the historic production that he had, and how in a lot of ways what he's done hasn't been done by anyone other than Pedro Martinez, that, that should be a pretty clear-cut sign, at, at least for me. But obviously I, I might be a little bit biased. But, yeah, innings is, is probably the only way someone could, could look at that. You know, the other thing, too, about this, when we talk about the innings pitch, is not because he was hurt or anything of the sort. It's because the organization took a conservative approach trying to keep them fresh for the playoffs and trying to make sure they didn't get any arm injuries. It wasn't like he was hurt and couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's something that Chris Hook and Craig Council ha- have even said um, when, when they've been asked about this, how you know the, the lack of innings there isn't really his fault. I mean, they specifically chose to have him make shorter starts uh, to keep that arm fresh um, and have those extra days of rest in between, which, which you know prevented him from making uh, a couple more starts this season. Um, and that's not really something that that's on him or, the, or that's in his control. Um, and it, it would really be a shame for voters to to look at that and try to knock him uh, for those lack of innings when it was really something that that he did. I mean, he could have gone into the sixth, 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 seventh, eighth inning. Uh, a lot more often if Craig Council would have let him. Um, but, yeah, they wanted to be conservative uh, with their pitchers and keeping them healthy. Uh, but I've also seen Ken Rosenthal and some others write that, you know, after a year like last year, the volume of innings is going to be even more important uh, to to some voters, which I really don't understand. I mean, considering with how, how teams are going to be looking to make sure that these guys stay healthy, um, it's going to be tough to just kind of throw guys back out there for 200-plus innings uh, like they did before to, to ramp them back up. So uh, we'll see how much that actually knocks them. What about uh, Dave Gasper of Reviewing the Brew joining us here on Sparky's Midday Madness? What about Council's approach the last week of the season? Uh, I compare it to an NFL approach where you've got things locked up, you rest your guys for the last couple of games, uh, and then get back at it in the playoffs. Now, that way... Uh, has been criticized by many people uh, in the media and fans saying that it normally doesn't ever work out for that team that does it that way. Not really seen it in baseball, uh, per se. It's the first time Council has been in this situation as a manager uh, to have this luxury of having things cinched up really early. Uh, Are you concerned about this backfiring the way he went about the last week? You know, I'm not really too concerned about it. I mean, yeah, momentum is, is always kind of nice. Uh, to have going into the postseason. And we saw in 2018 they had momentum going in. I think they won their last, like, uh, 10 straight games uh, heading into the postseason. But they also fell short that year. Um, so, I mean, for them to get to where they want to be, and they've said it multiple times that, that they want the, the World Series, um, for them to get there, you know, they're, it's, it's a little different this year. But, I mean, that's what their focus has been on this entire time. Um, and that hasn't wavered at all. So, you know, they're confident in it in that clubhouse, and that's really kind of enough for me uh, to feel confident in them to to pull it off. I mean, they they're doing what what they can uh, to get there, and, and they're doing what they believe is best. And they haven't really uh, steered us wrong before, so I'm I'm inclined to believe them. Dave, how, how does this stack up for you pitching wise? I mean, they're going to pitch at home here. Uh, Friday and Saturday, obviously, then to Atlanta Monday and Tuesday. Uh, as we all know, uh, American Family Field's a band box, has been since it was Miller Park. Uh, and from that perspective, Atlanta, I think, is like third in baseball, relying on the home run for their offensive production. So you kind of got to be careful, I think, to a certain degree, who you're going to pitch when you're at home. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to this matchup, I mean, it's really going to come down to uh, how well the Brewers pitching holds up. I mean, the the Atlanta Braves offense has been strong pretty much all year, even though they lost Ronald Acuna Jr. back in July. 
uh, they've hit a lot of home runs, um, and they're pretty reliant on hitting home runs uh, to get their to get their offensive production. Uh, but this Brewers pitching staff has been pretty elite at eliminating home runs. Corbin Burns specifically, uh, you know, as as we just kind of talked about, uh, he hasn't really given up much for home runs. And, and Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, um, you know, they they can give up maybe a few more, but they've pretty much been limiting that pretty well also this season. So. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of, of making sure those guys are able to, uh, you know, keep that Braves offense in check. Um, you know, they were given the option to uh, get a final start during the regular season, a final tune-up, uh, or to just uh, kind of take the rest. And Woodruff and Peralta chose the rest. Burns chose to take a final tune-up. Uh, we'll see how it ends up working out. It's a short series. Um, so if those guys have good starts, then the Brewers are, are pretty well set. So Woodruff starts game one for you? I think it's going to be Burns. You know, with, with what he's done this season, I, I think it should be Burns. I think he's earned that. Um, but with Woodruff not having made a start in a, in a couple of weeks, then that might make it a little bit more difficult. But really, I don't think they can go wrong either way, whether it's Burns, whether uh, it's Woodruff. According to ESPN, uh, it's, oh, it's Burns against Charlie Morton game one, according to ESPN for Friday. Yeah, they... they Craig Council hasn't announced it yet that I would expect it to be Burns. I think a lot of people are expecting it to be Burns just with um, what he's done this season and uh, what he said post-game after his final started. It sounded like that's what he was going to do. Uh, but you know Craig Council. He's not going to announce that earlier than he has to. The pitching staff for Atlanta, there's... I understand that the offense hasn't been necessarily great or as consistent as you want it to be in spurts here, but... Does the pitching staff really concern you all that much from an offensive standpoint for the Brewers? The the Braves pitching yeah. staff? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they can provide, you know, I mean, Charlie Morton is, is a very experienced uh, starter, uh, especially in October. He, he's been excellent. Um, and, yeah, they've got some really good young pitchers. They've also lost a couple of guys uh, to injury this season. Uh, they lost Mike Soroka earlier in the year. Um, and, yeah, this pitching staff could um, cause some problems for the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers over the last week or so weren't really doing much offensively, um, and it could just be because, you know, they weren't focused on as much or, uh, you know, some of the big hitters were getting rest. Um, but, you know, th- this is a, a pitching staff that they should be able to, you know, get enough runs against um, and be able to put the team in, in a good spot. But you certainly can't look past the Atlanta Braves. When we talk about this playoff uh, roster for the Brewers in the divisional round, do you think there's going to be any surprising names left off? I don't think there's going to be anything too surprising. I mean, I I think the hardest decision, at least for me, is still going to be Jackie Bradley Jr. I mean, he brings so much with defense. He can bring so much with base running. um, But offensively, it's just a black hole. I mean, I don't know how you could trust Jackie Bradley Jr. with an at-bat right now in October. Um, You know, We'll see how many pitchers they go with. You know, if, if they go with fewer pitchers, that means that there will be room for Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, but, you know, with Devin Williams' injury, I mean, that could lead to someone like Daniel Norris making the playoff roster where he previously would have been off. And, you know, Daniel Norris making the, play, the playoff roster doesn't really Ugh. give much comfort no. to, to anyone either. No, it doesn't. And, and see, that's. That's the other part about this is if you're looking at it from Council's perspective, are you looking at career matchups against certain players on each roster when you're talking about uh, pitchers, bullpen pitchers against uh, you know how they fare against the Braves in their career? Uh, if you're looking at it from a Brewers, uh, the offensive perspective, does Jackie Bradley's numbers even matter uh, if you only have him on the roster to be a defensive replacement late in games? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be very tough for, for council. I mean, Jackie Bradley, I mean, yeah. Oh, we, we've heard all about how he won the ALCS MVP. He went three for 15 in the <laughs> ALCS. You know, he had just 200, two of those hits were home runs, yep. um, which is how he won the award. But he, it's not like he was knocking the cover off the ball, you know, every single at bat, he was, he was a threat there. Um, so yeah, giving Bradley any sort of at bats is really going to be tough to do. Um, when, when it comes to October here, 
And, I mean, really, I'd love to see Tyrone Taylor get a lot more opportunities out there in the outfield. He's been tremendous when he's gotten the, the chance in the lineup. I totally agree with you. Talking with our guy Dave Gasper from Reviewing the Brew. All right, prediction time. Who do you got in this uh, five-game set, Brewers and Braves? Uh, I got Brewers in four uh, for this one. I, I think, you know, the Braves will be able to, to squeak a game in somewhere, but I think it'll be a, a gentleman's sweep for the Brewers. Okay, well, I'm good with that. Is there anybody you don't want to see in the NLCS? The Cardinals. I, I just. Oh, I, you're one I, of I, them. I oh, come on. I I was there for Game Six in 2011. All right, and I. I it's just, not the there, same there's thing. Too many, there, there's too many nightmares of just them in the postseason, and I just I just don't want to do it. I, I'd honestly rather face the Giants with, with what the Brewers have done against the Giants this season when they played them. Gives me a lot more confidence. You know, especially now when, when uh, they don't have Brandon Belt uh, going down the stretch here in October, it's going to give me a lot more confidence for the Brewers to take on the Giants than it would have for them facing the Cardinals right now. You know, the the thing for me about that, that comparison is, look, Niger Morgan poked the bear, calling out Albert Pujols, Alberta, and all this other stuff. So that's kind of what got them up off the mat. To that point, the Cardinals were dead in the water in St. Louis. It was over. After that whole moment is when the Cardinals got red hot and came storming in and wanted the Brewers and wanted the Brewers bad. And the Brewers were thinking, ah, no big deal. We took care of them the last time we saw them. We got this. And to a certain degree, might have become a little bit overconfident. If they get the Cardinals again, none of that's going to apply to this matchup. None of it. The Brewers are a better baseball team than the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I agree that they are. But, I mean, when it comes to October, I mean, when it comes to the best of seven series, anything can happen. I mean, it's not always the best team that wins. It happens a lot more in that situation than in a one-game wild-card situation. That is true. So so we'll see how that wild-card ends up. And if, if the Dodgers take care of them, then then fine. Then then deal with whoever comes out of the, out of the West there with, between the Giants and the Dodgers. I mean, that, that's going to be a, a great series uh, no matter what. Uh, but can't quite look past the Braves just yet, but it, it's going to be a, a really fun October, I think. I want the Dodgers. I want the Dodgers, their $300 million payroll, whatever the hell it is. Bring them bring them here. I want to dispose of the Dodgers. That's who I want. I don't care about the stupid Exercise Cardinals. Those demons. The Braves, yeah. the Giants, I don't care. Take the $100 million payroll against their $300 million payroll and boot them out and go to the World Series and beat the White Sox. That That's how I want this to play out. We'll see if it happens. Dave Gasper, check him out. Reviewing the Brew. Uh, and he'll have all the best coverage you're going to find there throughout the postseason and uh, up and through the World Series Parade as well. Dave, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sparky. Thanks for having me on. Take, Take care. Take care. You betcha. There he is, Dave Gasper, reviewing the brew. If applying for a home renovation loan has you reeling, or has you feeling anxious, I should say, breathe. And like Great Midwest Bank, help you experience, experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Uh, Q Club of Wisconsin. We talk about them so much, and we're going to talk about them again. Football season, full swing, playoff baseball, like we were just talking about it starting up, and the place to catch all your favorite games while creating your own sporting action is the Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your favorite indoor games, and they're huge entertainment game room. We're talking about indoor bocce ball, pool tables, lots of pool tables, uh, table tennis, we have dart boards as well, lots of foosball tables, lots of stuff to do, plus great food, loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus there are Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com. QClubofWI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Rami Makloff coming up at 3 o'clock. About 20 minutes or so. He'll be in here before that, though, to tell us what's coming up on the Rami show today, providing he's coming in today. Still no word. Has anybody talked to him? Has Sam talked to him? Because if Sam hasn't I'm talked sure to him Sam yet, at this point. if Sam hasn't yet, he's we, somebody needs to call. You know, go do one of those safety checks, safe checks, knock on his door, try and wake him up if he's passed out from a birthday weekend. That's my guess as to what happened, Plucker. My guess is he had a long partying weekend. It all started Probably. Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I'm guessing the dude just slept all day Monday. Hey, if I had a three-day weekend, I'd do the same thing. No, you wouldn't. Your birthday. wife wouldn't let you. No, for my birthday, I definitely would do the same thing. Would you? Yeah. A bender? Oh, yeah. When was the last time you had a three-day bender? Mm, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's been a while. I think it's been a while. Well, it's been a long, 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 long time for me. It's it's been such a while. So let let's see if uh, if I got this right. The the wild card uh, is getting ready to 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 begin, and it's going to be the Boston uh, and uh, obviously New York. One game. Does anybody like this? I mean, seriously, does anybody like this wild card setup in baseball? Because I don't. I I I think it's stupid. Just like I think single elimination games and any other sport are really dumb. In some sports, you can't help it. It's football. It is what it is. You're going to have to do it. But I don't like single game elimination. Best of three isn't much better, but at least it gives one team the opportunity to make up for having a singular bad night. Uh, And to me, give me best of three for the wild card round if we're going to do this. If if you want to get it done quick, fine. Then make it best of three. And then the the an LDS ALDS can be best of five conference championship uh, seven or league championship uh, seven and then the World Series best of seven. Are you a fan of the single elimination wild card? I mean, there is a lot of drama, obviously. I it is very drama filled. I think it should be a best of three. You think best of three as well? So yeah. we're on the same page. Yeah. It, it should Good. it should probably be a best of three, just because to go 162 games and then have one game like you make the playoffs you're in the playoffs to have one game decide your season at that point kind of stinks does it it doesn't always point to the best team winning in that situation um sorry i got slightly distracted i was looking at ben verlander's postseason oh your guy ben verlander well it was on fox sports mlb which is why i looked at it they keep putting out his like all of his power. We should get him back on this week. We might have to because he picked the brewers to make the world series there you go ben verlander uh but they lose to the white Sox. I don't care. I'll take that matchup. Give me that matchup. Brewers-White Sox, let's see what happens. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. Again, the only thing that scares me really about the White Sox is La Russa. That's it. La Russa has so much experience in the postseason, and that's why I don't get worried about the Cardinals. It's chill. I I just, you know, they got on a run. They had a great run. They won all these games. Fine. His postseason track record is not that of La Russa in the playoffs. If La Russa was still managing the Cardinals, then I'd be like, okay, you know, we should we have every right to be concerned if they get the Cardinals, but I, I'm not in that boat. Now tonight it's Yankees and Red Sox, seven o'clock, uh, first pitch uh, tonight on ESPN. Garrett Cole for the Yankees against Zivaldi uh, for the Red Sox. I'll take the Yankees tonight and Garrett Cole. I just think Garrett Cole's a better, better pitcher at the end of the day, and you're going to put him in a situation here. Both these teams have the exact same record uh, throughout the course of the season. The Yankees are favored uh, in this one as well. Over under in this game is eight. Uh, according to uh, what I'm looking at here on ESPN. I-, I think I take the Yankees in this one. I do. Now, again, this one's being played at Fenway now. So remember, we got the big green monster out there and left mm-hmm. and everything else that goes into it. Crowd's going to be into it like they always are in Boston in the playoffs. So it'll be a great atmosphere. Even if you're not a baseball fan, y- you could probably watch this game and really like it. Now, the Bucks play tonight against Memphis, and uh, it's exhibition basketball, so I'll be watching the Bucks and Grizzlies because – Exhibition basketball still wins for me when it's the Bucks. But go ahead, Plucker. Yeah, no, I I think it's probably going to be the Yankees too. They're just playing so well right yes, now. Yes, they are. They, and Aaron Judge is being Aaron Judge and just being an absolute monster. Correct. That team is is set up for this situation because that's why I think I I honestly think the Cardinals are going to beat the Dodgers too. I know we haven't gotten to that point, but there it's the two hottest teams in baseball that got into the wild card spot that. At the trade deadline a couple months ago, we didn't think we we're even going to be in the conversation. How much ridicule did the Cardinals get for going out and acquiring those two aging starting pitchers? Right. And and now it it matters. They're in the postseason because of it, or at least partly. And and the Yankees were the same way. You know, they went all in. They sold all all of their chips to go out and got the dudes that they did. I, I think that both of those teams are going to be rewarded and and win the wild cards this week. Already, they got the lineup out uh, for the Red Sox. Uh, Yankees don't have a lineup out yet. Uh, Schwarber's leading off in at DH. I put in uh, the numbers uh, career versus Garrett Cole. Schwarber is three of seventeen with six strikeouts against Garrett Cole. He's your leadoff hitter. Enrique Hernandez is batting second in center field. Now he's five of eleven with a home run in RBI. He's hitting four fifty five. Outside of him. Nobody else is really doing much of anything. I mean, Arroyo at second base is one of two. That's not a that's not a big sample size. Two and three at bats is not a big enough sample size. But mm-hmm. Renfro four of twenty, Verdugo four of fourteen, Bogarts five of twenty four, Devers four of nineteen. I mean, none of these guys hit this dude all that well. Uh, like I said, they don't have the Yankees lineup yet. 
But that's a good sign, I think, for Garrett Cole. I mean, he he's pretty much had his way with most of this line. Mm-hmm. Another sign to probably look at the New York Yankees and pick the New York Yankees. Yeah. Um, I have some breaking golf news. Come on. Golf? But it's actually something that I think is really entertaining. All right. Should I should I read the read then? Uh, you don't have to, but but just give me your thoughts on this. And and I know it's golf. It's golf. But Correct. It's, it's super interesting. Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau is officially happening. The day after Thanksgiving, they're doing a 12-hole match at the win in Las Vegas. Brilliant. And uh, they're not sure like if there's any prize prize for Why the winner. Why is it 12? But I don't know. 12 holes. That's what they agreed upon. It's the most random thing That ever. seems... I'm, I'm probably going to tune in. I'm not much of a golf person, but for like... I know what's going on in this situation with these two people, and I hope it's like heated. I want it chippy. Mike. It has to yeah. be Mike. They Mike'd, have to be Mike. Hopefully, yes. and they're just like being super chippy at each other the entire time. It's going to be really interesting to watch. I will probably be tuning in. It's brilliant because they're both going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Because this, oh, yeah. this, this is going to be something where they're both going to get paid a lot of money, um, and the more they play it up, it can be an annual thing. Right? I mean, if, they, if it, this gets heated, like you say, Blocker, then they could have – Part two, next year at the end of the season. It could be a running thing. Right. As long as these guys are both good and both in the headlines, it could be a running thing every year. And Las Vegas, are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, that's the place where you put it, man. One of the top casinos out in Vegas, top hotels in the wind. Ah, it's brilliant. So Absolutely people brilliant. are saying it's 12 instead of 18 because they're trying to shorten it because people lose interest in 18 holes. You won't if they're talking. I promise you. If they're chirping and talking the whole time, that's not, that's that's now. Wh- how is this set up? Is it set up like skin style, or is it set up overall score? That's my next question. Yeah, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, See, for me, it's more entertaining if it's set up like skin style. Uh, you know, hold a hole versus overall score after twelve. I think there's more drama to that, and especially if there's money involved at charities mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be that goes along with it. I like that way of doing so it more than I like total score. The fifth edition of the match, so it's going to be on on uh, TNT and so like have, the Rogers thing that he just did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh So this is the first one-on-one matchup since Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson the right. day after Thanksgiving in 2018. I, I watched. I watched part of that. That one I remember. Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson on the call. Ooh, okay. Now that and both players will be mic'd up. Yes, they have to be mic'd up. Mm-hmm. Barkley and Ernie Johnson can be very good. Like that, I I really like that a lot. I think that could be a lot of fun. Now, who's going to be on the course of the microphone? That's my next question. Kenny Smith does he go on the course of the microphone? Shaq is Shaq walking around? See, to me, you got to have one of those two guys on the course. Like Shaq makes a lot of sense because I don't think he. I mean, I don't know how good if he golfs or not, but I think that could be entertaining. Barkley would be entertaining on the course, considering how bad his swing is, asking these guys, making sure their swings are okay or whatever, offering advice. Like, there's going to be a lot of cool angles that could play along with this, one way or the other. Is there uh, is there an in-between guy with these two guys? A guy that's friends with both? That's kind of popular? That can They kind should of... get Steve Stricker. Yeah. You yeah, know, he put him to, not together, but they were on the same team, you know, with the Ryder sure. Cup, and that gives the Ryder Cup some exposure for oh, winning for sure. and all that. Yeah, they should get Steve Stricker as the as somebody that kind of goes yeah. back and forth with the two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. That's pretty good. I don't mind Steve Stricker being that guy if if that's how they want to play this thing out. Yeah, it's a good idea, Plucker. All right, I'm down for this day after Thanksgiving. That's Black Friday, so it's me day or night. Does it say if it's uh, day or it night? It did not say a start time. Because it's it's Vegas, so it could be late afternoon. I mean, it's going to be dark here by like four o'clock. But uh, in Las Vegas, though, it'll stay later, longer, and it'll be much warmer. Obviously, mm-hmm. all right. The match, I like it. Good, good, good. Also, oh. uh, Bucks news now coming over the uh, wire too. Kane what? Pittman saying Drew Holiday also not playing tonight. All right. So, so no maybe. Holiday, no Giannis, no Middleton, no Portis. No DiVincenzo, no Rodney Hood, no Semi Ojale. Okay, so I'm going to watch Boston and New York then. All right, never mind. Forget about the Bucks game. I'm just going to watch Red Sox and the Yankees. Because now there really is no reason for me to watch this other than uh, Mamu. I mean, I want—I like him. Well, you get to hear uh, Lisa Byington for the first time on the call. Yeah, on the Bucks call. I mean, I've heard her before in other sports. She's really good. Like, it was a good hire. It really was a good hire. Now, the radio call, on the other hand, 
that that thing's a train wreck. Like I I I don't even know how to explain it anymore. I'm excited for Eric Name that he gets to be the analyst for the preseason games. I texted him yesterday when I saw the news. Like that's amazing that he got that gig. Uh, happy for him. Love me some Eric Name, one of my favorite people. So I'm happy for him. But what kind of train wreck do you have going on over there? Y'all have had months to figure out who your play-by-play guy is. Months. Months. Literally months. And y'all still don't have it figured out? What have you been doing? You figured out Lisa Byington. That's good. But what have you been doing the rest of the time? It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, now again, we'll get more into this tomorrow on the big show because I think uh, Gary and Leroy have thoughts on this as well. But number one, that should have been done way before now. That's the first thing. The second thing in all of this is, are you trying to hit a home run with some national person? Is that what we're going to do here? We're going to have two national people on TV and radio coming in and acting like they're Bucks fans. Is that the angle that we're going to play? Because that's what Byington is. She's national coming in, and she's doesn't she live in Chicago or from that area, whatever the case may be. I think so. Yeah. In the Illinois area. Cause she was right. with big 10 network. Correct. So she's going to roll up here and that's fine. She you know, can act like she's a Bucks fan, but legitimately you're not going to be a true Bucks fan probably until she's what three, four, five years in, whatever the case may be fine, whatever. So I, I get that. She's good. And she's got Marcus Johnson. That helps because he obviously is and really is a Bucks fan. So love me some Marcus Johnson here. I don't know if this new play-by-play person is going to have an analyst or not. Or are they going to do it by themselves? Ted Davis did it by himself on the road, uh, and then Krause did it uh, at home. So is this new play-by-play person going to be by themselves, or is it going to be two people? Maybe they have one that's trying to hook up the other one, or whatever. It seems ridiculous to me that you don't have a play-by-play team. Preseason basketball starts tonight, and you don't have one. I, I don't even... I can't comprehend how it gets this far without getting something done. I mean, hell, at this point, call Ted Davis back and be like, hey, dude, <laughs> apparently nobody wants a job or nobody's willing to take what we're offering money-wise, so why don't you come back and be our play-by-play guy for another year? Because, look, it's it's literally one of a couple things, right? Either, A, you're trying to lowball whoever you're hiring to bring in here, and nobody wants to work for what you're willing to pay them. So either that's it, or, B, you're swinging for the, for the stars here, uh, and trying to land some big name guy to come in here and be your play by play guy, and y'all can't figure out a big enough or the money aspect of it to come in here and do it. I, I'm telling you, Plucker, your your idea before about simulcasting TV to radio, I, I'm not ruling that out yet. I'm not ruling it out yet because that would be the cheapest way out of this whole thing. Just simulcast Lisa Byington doing play by play on TV, put it on the radio, and you don't have to worry about hiring another play by play person. Makes absolutely no sense I took this long. Robbie Makhlouf, up next, will tell us what's coming up on The Robbie Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, he's here, your favorite comedian. Rami Makhlouf is here, the Rami Show. Coming up here in about uh, five or so minutes, probably longer, depending on how long uh, we talk. My plugger filled in. We were always out on time. It was amazing. And then you, you got don't here. Even, don't even we blame were. me, dude. Ask, ask don't even blame we me, We were out dude. on time every time. Don't even blame me. Every time. Right. Hey, who was it that put up that poll question? Who's your favorite comedian on Twitter? And I had to reply to him and tell I him think it was, it was clearly uh, you. I think it was Milwaukee Comedy. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. the Milwaukee Comedy Fest. So who won? On did, they, did they have a winner? Was it a oh, poll? I don't think or? they were doing a poll. They were just trying to get clicks. To shout out their favorite comedian. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you for me. Well, thank you. Uh, Mine oh, was uh, Chastity Washington. Have you, have you ever seen Chastity Washington perform? I think so, dude. She is amazing. I think she was on one of the shows you were on. It's crazy. Back in your early days. She's not like worldwide. It's crazy. Well, she's, she's at the Improv. I'll go see her. She will be at the Cactus Club in Milwaukee this Thursday. I'm not even on the show, but I don't mind plugging it. She'll All be right. at the Cactus Club in Bayview this Thursday. Nice. Yeah. Is that a bar? Yes. Oh, yes. Very good. Uh, okay, Rami Makhlouf, uh, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the Rami Show this afternoon, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, out of the gates, and Brewers playoff talk. Do you think they can flip the switch for the postseason from what we saw in the last couple of weeks of the regular season? That's the question out of the gates. Jason Stark, Hall of Fame baseball writer guy. of The Athletic. He'll join me at 3.30 to talk Such some a Brewers great and MLB playoffs. Is that the best thing that came out of Score North for you? Was that Stark relationship? Uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly. I mean, the relationships you build with those guys sure. are really good. Yeah, that'll, yeah, yeah. that'll be a lifetime relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. that you build with Mackie and but those like guys. But like professionally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my 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 networking of, of Jason Stark to come on the show I once think every that's few a months, really that's good pretty, one. It's pretty cool to say you have a Hall of Fame yeah, baseball yeah, yeah. writer on your show. I, I think talk, that's... To talk playoffs. Yeah, I think that's really so good. So he'll be here at 3.30, 4 o'clock. It's uh, Tuesday, Sparky. You know what happens at 4 o'clock on Tuesdays. It's Tuesdays with Winkler. Uh, Bart Winkler will be here. 4.30, we'll get to uh, one of our two Kim and the Void judgments of the day, who is the best coach in the state of Wisconsin right now? Steve Sparky Pfeiffer? Pro college? What do you mean? Whatever. 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 Any level. I mean, you know I'm not going to pick a college coach. And is there a college coach that's even in the running for this thing? From what I understand, and I don't know, people aren't too crazy with Paul Christ right now. <laughs> well, no, but I'm thinking college I'm thinking college basketball, college football. Well, um, you think Greg Gard? You think people might nominate Greg Gard? I mean, no. I had it down to the three, the three pro coaches because of all the success of those three teams right now. I was just thinking about it this morning. Lori Nickel had a really good piece about Craig Council and how he's the perfect guy know, for Matt, this team. Like, I was thinking about how good Matt Lafleur has been through these first four games. I know a lot of people are talking about Matt, Matt or uh, Aaron Rodgers, dude. Matt Lafleur is pulling some strings in these first four games that are winning games for this football team. And then, of course, Mike Budenholzer is a championship coach. So there's a lot of there's a lot of success okay, so I to go to around. Pick here. amongst all of them, huh? Sure. Uh, Council, I think, is the best manager in baseball. Um he might be. LaFleur, I don't know if he's the best coach in football, but he's in the conversation. He's twenty six and three with two NFC championship appearances. Twenty six and six, excuse but, me. But Council's is more impressive. Okay. It's just it because he doesn't have the superstar. All right. I mean he might have the Cy Young. Uh, but he doesn't have the Rodgers. But has trying to sway Bud, you. Bud has Giannis. I'm not trying to sway you. I'm gonna say Council, and then I would for say Council. Council, and then I would say Lafleur. Yeah. Coach Bud is third uh, with the ring. Uh, Coach Bullis at Whitewater is doing <laughs> amazing things. He's blowing people out right now, man. You're not putting I got him Coach Bullis Bud. Coach Bullis at Whitewater You're not putting every Coach Thursday. Bullis ahead of Coach Bud. That every, is not happening. Every Thursday, Coach Bullis is on the last I, I couple of the show. I, I won't allow it. Love Coach Bullis at Whitewater. He seems like a great dude. He I'm, is a great dude. He's really no good at what he does. There's no way you're putting him ahead of an NBA really, championship really, coach. Really good. There's no way you would put him ahead of an NBA championship coach. There's just no way. He's really good at what he does. I'll do respect coach there's no way you're putting him out of coach bud yeah well you said i can pick any sport i'm not gonna he's not a basketball coach all right he's not i'm not comparing okay. bud to a whitewater college basketball coach all right you said i can pick any sport that's what you said yeah. college or pro yeah you might be the best <laughs> i'm not gonna say it. i almost said you might be the best college football coach in the state too, to go along with everything else wow all right uh yeah i mean i can't really they, speak on if that if they lose to bielema mm-hmm. in illinois yeah the other Kim and Lavoie judgment of the day. You think it's bad now for Chris. You just wait. It's a double judgment again. Second week in a row. Uh, we're going to try and pick the anthem for the Brewers playoff run, Sparky. Oh, Lord. Do you have a nominee? As long as it's not that other that dude that's saying that box lost the one. I don't care who it is. Doesn't matter to me. Why? Do what you want. Do you know what? Just Chris. That that's who should come up with a song, right? Well, we don't have just Chris, the guy to, that did going bonkers. Look, I, man, do you do a Brewers song, just Chris? Look, just Chris was just on Faith in the Zone this good, last week. Good for him. Go to twelve fifty amthefan dot com. Listen to Faith in the Zone with just Chris. Here's very very good. Here's the thing. You do a Brewers song, with just thing. Chris. I'll promote he, it. I, I, all last week. Good I don't know, God. Two three times. Please not another one of those songs. Two three times on the show last week because Eddie J has has his Eddie J. Yeah, Lemberger, right? Yes. Look at he, me. He's I'm so good. He's got his submission in. We, we, what do you mean he has a submission in? He has a Brewers anthem. Of course he does. <laughs> what a shock. Good he, God. 
No. It's on the Rami page if no. you want to play it. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say no. Oh, oh yeah. And we also have turning. We have brewers turning up feel, the heat. I feel horrible. Uh-huh. That's been around a long time. That's like green and growing for the Bucks. I don't know what else. I don't um, know what else Sam is digging up. I don't know if we have any other nominees or if it's just those two. But look, man, nobody. Why can't Tim get a song and make a song? Uh, don't Tim ask Allen, me. look, dude, he's a lead getting... singer in a band. He plays guitar. Let him come up with a song. He's got to be able to run circles around Lemberger doing a song. You're coming at me. I have no musical talent. And no, I put I'm out coming the call. at you. I put out the call for other people to submit songs. I didn't get anything. Sam, I'm coming Sam at you. Sam didn't get anything. Listen, and and and, and you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? We're going to pick an anthem, and in like two weeks from now, when the Brewers are in the NLCS or or bordering. And getting in the NLCS and Brewers fever is running hot. A bunch of Johnny Come Latelys yeah. are going to show up just yeah. like they did for the Bucks right. with some anthems. Yeah. When we already have one, bro, I'm well, you sorry. You have one till Time Friday. Time is for the of the essence. You have all right? till Friday for the Brewers. Time is of the essence. Till when? When's the today? Today's Kim and Lavoie judgment you of the can't day. Make a I song did all this last quick. week. I, I asked for this all last week. I got nothing. All right. If the people don't want to give me what I want, then I just have to go with what I got. I think the problem is if that you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. That's what your motto in life is. That, so this is the thing, though. You are too close to the situation with Lemberger, so nobody thinks they have a chance to beat Eddie J. Lemberger because you're his Not front true. man. Not true. You're his front man, I said and last that's week, the issue. I said last week it didn't knock my socks off. It didn't knock my socks off. But Bucks Lust did? Oh, Bucks Lust hooked me right away, dude. Bucks Lust got me right away. This one is... It has it has shades of Bucks Lust. It's on the Rami page if you want to play it. They it's all sound you. alike. Bart played <laughs> Bart played some Packer one, the original Packer song that Eddie J did. They're all the same. It's all the same music. How it's, dare everything's you. the same. How dare he changes you. the music. He How changes dare you, sir. Does he like does the music like off one of those programmable yes. songs on yes, a keyboard? It, yes, it is. It's off of it's off of a computer program. So literally some dude could go to Walmart, buy a keyboard, hit it, and it's gonna be that song, the but, polka song. Uh, I don't know if it's quite that easy. Because it's like a polka. I think he said it's called rock band. It's something like a an app That is not rock a rock band, band. Something like that. No, no. The app, the if app. I turn on classic rock, that the, is not what I'm going to hear. The app that he uses. Well, whatever. But that song rock. is a polka. Uh, no, it's not a polka. It feels no, like a polka. No, it's a disco. It's a disco-y tune. The, the Bucks Lust? They're all the same. Bucks Lust is di- it has disco, has disco feels than, to it. More than polka? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. No doubt. It's got that twangy guitar. I'm not listening to another one of those Brewer songs. Well, I mean, not, hey, man, nobody, not, nobody no. else, nobody else submitted anything. All right, I got to go with what I got, and we need an anthem for the postseason. What do you want me to do? What I want you, want you to tell to Tim to make a song. I, Tim, knows. that's what I want you to do. Tim, tell Tim make look, a brewer I can't tell song. Tim anything. Tim hasn't even been on my show in his regular slot well, the now, last two weeks. Right. How am I going to get him to make a song? Well, now he's getting ready to go to Vegas. Now you really have no chance. I know. He's going to be doing the post game show from Vegas. He's doing going to Vegas now because he always goes to Vegas. He planned this during the playoffs? Did he have no, no faith in his baseball team? No, I think he planned it like in the winter, last winter. I know, but he knew this was playoff time. Uh, yeah, Did he not expect his team to be there? But he can broadcast from Vegas. It's no. not a big deal. I don't know. He can broadcast from Vegas. No. That's pretty cool. You sure. don't think that's cool? That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, dude, very Everybody's very all over the place. You were just off for three days. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Shut up. <laughs> Sparky's Midday Madness. Listen to this knucklehead coming up next. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.